talent there. Oh, I thought you'd free to go. I was a model back in Texas. Welcome to the third episode of Flawed Code. In this episode, I'm sort of talking about my mental health and how um, I'm trying to find my identity, um, but it's a little rambly and a little <laughs> messed up. So um, basically, uh, I'm hoping to take you all on a journey of um, me figuring out my mental health and, and getting better and really seeing uh, not just the, the nice uh, good sides, but then, uh, also just, just it being real. So, uh, thanks for listening. Hi, uh, <laughs> it's been a while. So I, uh, I had asked what everybody kind of wanted to hear about next. And, um, it's always been pretty much overwhelmingly about my, my mental health and my struggles, with my mental health. And I had previously said that I decided not to talk about it, um, because I wasn't ready yet. And I have spent a lot of months thinking about what I really meant by that, um, because Mental health issues are something that I've been struggling with um, for as long as I can remember. And I think an important part of that is that there's a lot of things I actually don't remember that I feel a lot of overwhelming dread about. So truth be told, I wasn't ready to talk about my mental health and what I was struggling with because, or what I, what I am struggling with because I haven't really figured that all out yet. One of the things that really has always bothered me about the literature and media that is available to consume about mental health is that it all seems to be from one of two uh, kind of schools. Uh, the first one is it's for the, the loved ones of um, people who struggle with mental health. Um, which is fine and all, but it doesn't really do much for people who are struggling and feel really, really alone. So I really want, what I've always wanted was to connect with other people who have similar struggles to me and feel like they can talk about it, have, um, a safe place where you can be hashtag relatable. Um, but with that kind of came that same feeling of like, why don't we talk about it already? Because it's stigmatized. Uh, there's a lot of shame that comes along with um, having a lot of uh, mental health problems. And it's things that other people don't want to see and they don't really don't want to talk about. Um, and even, and, and this is where the second school comes in, is there's a lot of mental health advocacy communities that want to be separated from those things that, you know, either they feel shame about or you know, a lot of, it's a lot of allies who don't even realize that they are 
by, by acting like they're a part of this community that's like destigmatizing um, mental health, but only supporting people who kind of represent a more uh, neurotypical or um, uh, polished uh, side of mental health of, you know, that either comes in the form of people who are uh, recovered or, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but malingering, which is like, you know, faking, faking it. Um, it actually does the, the same thing that they claim that they're trying to fight of, of destigmatizing. It actually further stigmatizes people who are really struggling and who really need help. So trying to figure out how to both, uh, you know, speak to people who are struggling with these problems and, and help them feel like they're not alone. But then also that second aspect of, you know, not, and I think that I actually do this is, is only showing my, the good parts of myself, like a lot of social media does. So, you know, if you go on, um, my Instagram and you see all of the pictures, like, wow, your house is so clean and, and, you know, you look all done up and, and all of this stuff and you, and you've showered and blah, 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 blah. And, and the truth is, is that's, that's really not the case. Most of the time, um, I'm really struggling and uh, I have been for pretty much my whole life and, uh, shoot. I think it's really easy to want people to kind of celebrate you as, you know, overcoming things. And, um, you know, a lot of people know that I haven't been on medication in a lot of years and I don't like talking about that for two obvious reasons, I think. Uh, the first being that I don't want other people who have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder um, to forego the treatment that is working for them. Um, and I also, you know, don't want people to come for me and, you know, say that like, oh, well, you're not medicated and look at how high functioning you are. Clearly you don't have this. And, you, and, you know, maybe, I, I, you know, I don't want to. And that's part of the problem is that I don't, even though like I claim these things on social media and I act like I'm super unashamed and happy to discuss it, I'm actually not. Um, and I uh, recently, um, like within the past few months, started going to therapy and um, therapists are, uh, at least the one that I've been going to, is not uh, qualified to diagnose any of the mental health issues that I have. So it's more about like talking about like how I'm feeling and being validated. And even with her there, like I only recently, you know, started opening up to her about some other things that I'm feeling. And the scariest thing that you can imagine when you finally have decided to open up to somebody about what you're going through and what you've been through is that, you know, she had to tell me that she's not qualified, you know, to deal with the things that I'm talking about. So now I have to go to someone new and making the decision to get help, especially when, you know, you have symptoms of uh, bipolar disorder is really hard to admit unless you're in a very, very deep depression. <laughs> And so for me, like I've, I've learned over time what, um, tends to pull me into one direction or the other, um, as I start either rolling down a hill or sprinting up a hill. 
And I've just kind of learned to manage that on my own. And and even then, I know that it's it's not enough. But to to get to a point to be like, okay, well, I'm not in a deep depression, and I I know that like I need help, and then I need to get help to be a better parent, to build better relationships, um, to be a better employee, to you know all of these things. And so then to be told by this person that you you know that you're hoping can help you that they can't help you, and you have to go find another person to open up to it's it's extremely it's difficult uh like i've made several appointments um and not shown up to them and right now you know we're dealing with covid19 and i can't even go to see these people they're making special accommodations you know to to have video chats and i still can't do it and and yesterday i i actually was like you know what i'm, I'm gonna show up to this appointment um that I've made appointments with several different um, psychiatrists and I haven't shown up to either of them, any of them, but they've all been different ones that I haven't shown up to. And so I, uh, I made an appointment with this, with this new doctor and um, she canceled on me at the last second because she said she had to go to the hospital and, and deal with something, which she's a psychiatrist, you know, she's not a therapist. So it's not like I thought that she was lying. Um, you know, like she deals with people who have, crises like real crises um when it comes to mental health like you know people with schizophrenia and people with bipolar disorder uh, being suicidal or extremely manic or extremely depressed and so um i talked it out with um you know another one of my friends who you know was like okay well why did she cancel on you let's talk about that and then today she actually reached out to me um, because she was completely solidly booked for the rest of the month and she made a, she opened up a position outside of her working hours on Friday for me. And you know what? I was like, you know what? For her to do that for me, obviously, like she wants to help me. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go. And, and I hope that when Friday comes that I can actually do it. So I guess what I'm saying is that it's really hard to talk about mental health when you're struggling with it. And it's also really hard to not, you know, be talking to everybody around uh, mental health instead of the person who's dealing with it. Um, and it's also really hard not to talk to the people who are struggling with mental health without feeling like you're putting only what, other people want to see on display and you also feel shame yourself. So it's like, you know, I, I, I sit here and I'm like, okay, well, I only post pictures on social media of things that are good. Like I too only show the, the pretty good side of me when it comes to mental health. But like, am I really going to take a picture of some, I, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say the words because it's, it's so, hard to like to know that like people are going to be like wow like that's really sad or that's gross or you know or whatever um whatever the case may be um that they that they might feel about something um i, I i'm going to use an example that's not of me because I'm, I'm just not there yet um a friend of mine uh she 
had told me that they had gone to uh, her or, or a group of her friends or something had gone to somebody's house. And I, this is a mutual friend, so I know this person. And I know that she has really severe anxiety and depression. And I know that she doesn't see anybody to get help. Um, so it could be even, you know, something more extreme um, than that. And she was telling me about how dirty and disgusting her house was and like how there were bags of trash everywhere. And all I could think was like, and I didn't say this at the time, of course, because I didn't want to be like, oh, I relate to her. You know, I just was thinking about how like, you know, she's probably really struggling. And the only thing that people thought to do was to criticize and ridicule her instead of asking like are you okay like do you need help like can I help you clean this up like anything you know like because for me when things are really bad I don't let anybody in uh, I hide it all and so for this person to let these people in and and you know knowing that there's all this you know trash or whatever around like clearly she wants to let people in and have people in her lives and like in everything um and it's just like, it's, it's a cry for help and nobody wanted to help her. And that's why I think destigmatizing mental health is important is because you don't, people that don't have these problems, they don't even recognize when somebody needs help, they instead see it as this, you know, like gross, disgusting thing. And, um, a lot of the people who have like very public mental health breaks, um, like Britney Spears, you know, she's bipolar. Um, she had very public, uh, manic episodes and the mental health community wants to be distanced from her. They don't want people to say she has bipolar disorder, but she's come out and said that that's what she was diagnosed with, you know, but they want to attribute it to some other disorder because they don't want to be associated, you know, with that. And it's like, is that even people who have bipolar that feel that way? Or is it the, the allies or is it the fakers? Like, I don't know. But, you know, I, I've seen this recently in the uh, dissociative identity um, community, which, to be honest with you, um, is the th not specifically dissociative identity disorder, but um, the thing I've been struggling with uh, recently uh, that I learned in therapy is that the way that I experience a lot of reality is uh, atypical. And I think that I knew that, but I didn't know how many of the things that are a part of what I think living is are a symptom of something. And it's really hard to, to go back, like to being like, you know, 15, 19, when I was first diagnosed with, you know, being bipolar and think to myself, like, you know, th there's this doctor, they're talking to you and they're telling you that like other people, they don't, fantasize about dying you know all of the time they don't they don't suddenly hate people um when they do something wrong and they don't suddenly think that other people hate them um when you've done something wrong no matter how small it is and so uh yeah i've been struggling with um learning that i do something called dissociate um and which is actually normal that a lot of people do that, but I do it um, to an amount that is unhealthy and distressing. And I know why I do it. And 
that's something that I've, I've, you know, I've talked about that I had a really hard childhood and, um, I don't really remember a lot of it, but I have this overwhelming sense of dread about it. And my, my birthday was on Monday, um, April 6th, and my mom had posted some pictures uh, on Facebook and I was looking and I, and I didn't want to add them to, you know, my feed or whatever. And she was really upset about it, which is, that's a whole other thing about my mom. Um, but one of them, I don't know how old I was. I'm guessing it looked like I was like maybe eight or nine and I'm sitting there I'm at my, um, my dad's adopted mom's house and I'm sitting there and I'm smiling and I just don't remember who that is. Like, why was I smiling? Because there's no, cause not only do I not remember whatever has made me feel the way that I do, but I also don't remember that. And I feel like I need, I need all of it. You know, like I, I obviously like, I want to remember like those times when I was happy and would smile for a picture. And I'm gonna have to take the parts that aren't good and process those too. And I just, I wanna be a whole person. And I feel like I want other people to see me go through that. And I think that that's the only way that I'm gonna be able to talk about, you know, my mental health and what I'm struggling with without looking like, look at me, I've overcome, you know, all of this or I'm cured. And also, showing the sides that like I'm ashamed of and afraid of and and the sides that have honestly lost me relationships you know like I have um one of my best friends from high school um the person that I was probably that I was definitely closest to and for the longest and really the only person that I stayed close with after high school she uh ended her friendship with me um and it was not because of anything i did to her but it was because of my behavior when i was manic and i didn't you know i didn't hurt anyone really um but i entered a relationship of sorts uh with a guy who had had a girlfriend for many years and I had no remorse whatsoever. I wasn't, I mean, I was ashamed of it, but not to her because to her, like she's seen everything. Like she knows everything about me, you know, like there's, I never felt like there was any boundary where I couldn't tell her, you know, something that I was doing or thinking. And she's always just kind of like understood or like accepted it, maybe even enabled it in a way. And uh, at that point, she didn't. And it was so extreme for her that she didn't want me to be in her life anymore. And that affected me so much. And um, I, I was watching um, this podcast that she was on. And uh, she was talking about um, Chloe from life is strange and how much she didn't like her. And uh, I know a lot of people feel that way, 
uh, which again, you know, like obviously like Chloe childhood trauma, mental health problems, like all of those things. But um, she said something that uh, really kind of hurt me and um, I know was about me. And she's and, and not just about me specifically, but just about like the kind of people I'm talking about in general. And she said that she had been best friends with a damaged person and she would never do that again. And I'm like, you know, and, and this was a while ago. So like, I've kind of been holding on to this and not doing anything about it or with it, um, you know, for all of this time. And it's just another thing on the list of like, I need to get help and not be this person that people are exhausted by and for the for the people that aren't you know or or are like you know what like i'm not gonna i'm enabling this behavior like i understand she has mental health problems but like i don't want to enable this behavior and then the other layer of it is that i have trouble managing a lot of relationships and like obviously like I have to keep my relationship with my daughter it's number one priority but then relationships outside of that it's like I can't and so people I feel like I'm always ending up hurting people because they feel like you know they're put on a back burner and really it's because they are I because I, I can't juggle it all I can't do it like I can only be really close with like one maybe two people at a time so this was very rambly and I don't think, I, I knew I should have taken notes, although I'm not sure that that would help uh, me specifically not ramble because I think I just do that anyway. But anyway, I decided that I do want to talk about this stuff that I'm going through, um, but I want to be honest about it. And that is that I'm, I'm going through it now and I, I want to be, you know, relatable to other people who are struggling. Um, I don't want to be another person who is giving mental health a pretty face. Uh, I don't want to scare anyone and let them think that like, I, you know, they need to call, you know, the, the crisis team or uh, the psychological or the psychiatric evaluation team or anything like that. Um, I'm not uh, suicidal. I'm not a danger to myself or others. Um, but you know, I do want to recognize that and hold hands with the people who are going through things that who are a danger to themselves and others, because I have been that to, you know, to myself and, you know, even, um, to my child, not in a direct way, but in a, you can't be a really good parent if you're not taking care of yourself. So that's what I mean by that. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So I hope that uh, I can actually do some work to help maybe not destigmatize mental health, but help empathize with the people who are really going through it so that those people around you, you recognize what they're going through. And instead of you know, judging them or ridiculing them, you try to help them and get them help and, and see things for what they are, especially when it comes to, you know, people who have had a really, really rough go of things. So thank you all. And, uh, I'll see you next time with an update.